Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Map, the mental health and addiction podcast. I'm Andy Bernstein, and this is a weekly podcast, which is about having an open and honest discussions around mental health and addiction, which obviously is a very important topic, especially right now. Um, mental health and addiction affects one in five Americans. Now, you may see two bald fellows here. We're waiting for Chris Long. But in the meantime, Willie is one of our uh, co-hosts and panelists. Willie, who are okay. you? Tell us who you are. Uh, Willie Drinkwater. Uh, I've been in the field of mental health and addiction for over 30, 32 years now. Uh, I'm an educator in the uh, UMass Boston uh, Addiction Counseling Education Program. I have a private practice up in Beverly, which in the meantime is in my home. And uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery. And but prior to that, you... Oh, prior uh, to that, in the 80s, I was with WBCN, The Rock of Boston, 104.1 FM, the big mattress crew. As a, as a comedy writer. Up oh, there she is. She's in the dark. God. Like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of the dark. Where are, Where are you in a basement? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. What, like Shawshank? Like Shawshank? What are you, like Shawshank Redemption going through? Should put some uh, some boards up over that fiberglass insulation that's hanging. Where's the oh, big please. panther? We all want to get cancer. We all want to bleed from, the from our nose from, and our from ears, from the, right? From the, I, I, I can't take what you're doing right now. It's tremendous. <laughs> what are you walking through your attic? Right. All right, who are you? Who are you? So I am Chris Perry Long. I am with Aware Recovery Care, which is an in-home addiction treatment program. I am a family educator. And what that is, is we provide... Um, in-home addiction for up to 52 weeks treatment, up to 52 weeks, um, and we meet our clients where they are. So they can be in a sober home, they can be living at home with their families, they can be living with their significant others, alone, and even homeless. Um, and you love your job? I love my job. It's the best. Why? What do they do differently than other places? So... Oh, that's a big question. I don't think we have enough time for all that. So what the difference is, is we provide the wraparound services that clients, you know, when they're walking out of a, of a treatment program and they're going into, you know, back to society. Are you going to someone's house is, right now? What? No, I'm in my okay. house. I'm leaving. Okay. Um, right. What happens is, you know, we they, they fall off. They... Um, have all good intentions of, of, you know, making it. But what happens is, you know, there's nobody there to make sure that they're hitting those therapy appointments, you know, following up with Willie, you know, for an appointment, if that's what they have. And are you going to donkey? I, you know, the minders, what, what I do now. No, no, I was asking you, you like if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts or something because you got in your car. <laughs> no, I'm going actually to a tour of Vogue Detox, which is a new detox uh, in Cocasset that is opening up. So I'm doing a little bit of outreach right now yeah. while I wait for my caseload to build up. Yep. But, this is behind yeah, the so, scenes. Yeah, so I mean, where's... Man in the yeah, street. Yeah, where's just... Yeah, it's just... It's, it's really... It, it's a phenomenal... Um, program and concept and they're Yale. So they started out in Connecticut 11 years ago and they did it all via like clinical studies. So Yale is kind of like behind the, 
you know, we, we all know what works. We all know what needs to be done. It was just implementing it and creating a program. So they created their own program. It's called. It's called. It's called. So, I, f- I don't know where. It's called. I fade to black. <laughs> oh, there you go. Back. I don't know what happened. Like the Sopranos. The end of the Sopranos. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, it's just, it's amazing. It really, really is amazing. And I love it. And if anybody, you know, is, is stuck or they, they need help, you know, um, and they want help, um, you know, give me a call. I'll, I'll help you. I'll explain more. Um, I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, but Andy, who are you? Did you already do who you were? No, um, my name is Andy Bernstein. I've actually (laughs) been in the, um, uh, broadcast TV and broadcast industry for um, 25 years. I actually, I kind of stumbled into this world, but I uh, created a show with former hockey player, Kevin Stevens called Crosscheck Radio, which was about addiction and mental health, but we really tried to treat it from a, uh, ending the stigma and making people feel that they're not so alone. So we had numerous guests such as um, all kinds of celebrities, but also, um, you know, moms, individuals. So um, we really tried to run the gamut. Willie was actually a co-host with me on the show. And uh, so it, it, it was a great show. And so we started the map as a, a way to, to do something similar. So having said all that, after that uh, really interesting introduction, um, we have a great show today. We actually have our friend Catherine Diorsi, who um, has an amazing story and is really doing some really um amazing work right now um, in the world of mental health, wellness, and um, meditation. Yeah, so we'll hear from Catherine in a minute. A couple of news items. Um, just a, uh, a quick update. Uh, Mike Weber, our, uh, our guru back at Foxborough Cable Access Television, sent us an article this morning from yesterday, uh, Mass State Police patrol units in Troop A today conducted a major a motor vehicle stop in Northeastern Mass that resulted in the discovery and seizure of 14 kilograms of fentanyl. And it's an ongoing investigation. So uh, throwing it out there, is this what we're seeing right now? Is fentanyl back or has it ever gone away? What, it's never gone away. Now, tell people what fentanyl does, just for those who... And, and, and how it actually can be laced with other things. Can you well, speak to that? Well, usually fentanyl is being used to be laced. It's, it's basically a synthetic opiate. Okay. Synthetic opiate. But, I mean, I'm seeing it coming up. Uh, it's be, being, being dusted on cannabis. It's showing up in the cocaine that people are buying. It's, it's just all over. Some people are buy, buying, buying, like, uh, you know, the pill-making machines on the Internet, and they're pressing fentanyl capsules you know and then selling them as percocets on the street but you can usually tell because xanax xanax is a really big one that they're finding that's you know they don't understand why people are going out they're taking okay we're losing chris and her uh... yeah yeah with uh... Xanax has never left the scene though either uh the totem poles bars the two milligram bars and stuff i mean they're they're out there all, all the time. And when you drink on those, there's a potentiation effect. It's like one plus one is four or five as far as uh, the risk. But, 
But you know, my friend Becky, my my our friend Becky Savage, who um, she lost her two boys in the same night because at a yeah. graduation party, and the kids took oxycodone, and you know, some say that um, it could have been laced with fentanyl. So if you're buying a street drug, for example, and you think it's an oxycodone, there's a good chance it's laced with fentanyl. Is that correct? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, and what makes fentanyl different than opioids? It's 10 times more powerful than heroin. Is that? It's a hundred times more powerful. Right. So, so take a grain of salt. Okay. Now take a, I don't know, uh, an M&M. So, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's not working. It's my my analogy is, is not working. It's just one grain of salt gives you a hundred times the effect of an M&M. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, right? if they, so if they don't cut it down, then it's like instant overdose. Exactly. And uh, then there's obviously fentanyl patches and stuff. It's nothing, it's nothing to play around with. And one argues that um, a lot of it's made in China yeah. and it's coming in through China. So on an extent, it's actually, buy it on the internet, right? It's a national yeah. security issue as, as, as the same time as is black tar heroin, which comes up through Mexico is my understanding. So um, be aware that fentanyl is no, is no joke. So, um, no joke. so thanks to Mike for passing that along. The other thing is, and I thought, you know, initially I thought I'd throw this out there is uh, from the daily mail in the UK, and it's uh, U.S. U.K. government backs mobile video game Kai Sanctuary designed to help children improve their mental health during the coronavirus pandemic. And it, this this game was developed by a London based child health startup and it was funded um, and it's free to play and it engages in cognitive behavioral therapy, including breathing exercises. Yeah, that's. Interesting, Andy. It's it's actually, you know, my, my uh, colleague who's over in Bath, England, she'll be on in two, two weeks, and I'll have to ask her what she's seen of this in the London area and stuff, too, the game, and if she's heard about it, because she works with special needs and autism. So it'll be interesting to get her, her, her read on it, like, right from the UK. Is this a stretch? In other words, you know, we talk about, you know, we, on one hand, we say don't you know, video games and things like that are not great for kids, you know, or like, it, you know, it, it, you know, depends on how you use them. Play. Yeah. Like this is gamification, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you when you're talking social media and stuff, I mean, everyone knows about the logarithms and, you know, it keeps, you know, you'll, you'll keep getting pointed in the direction of things that you're looking at or reading about, you know, and it's and it's, it's highly addictive. There's a there's a special on Netflix now. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it was all about uh, social. Yes. So social, social media, the social network, social. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's all about the logarithm. social something. Yeah. You know, and, and how, you know, if you're, if you're showing an interest, like if you were researching something, all of a sudden you're going to continually get, get pages popping for you, you know, to continue that research or whatever you're looking at, you know? So, I mean, you know, it says that over 80% of children with mental health difficulties said that the COVID has actually worsened their mental health. And, uh, you know, children are feeling increasingly lonely and anxious. So they're hoping that this, uh, this app can 
uh, build a sense of uh, self-agency so they can feel more in control of their anxiety. So, well, the app would probably be beneficial uh, to adults, too. I mean, of course, you like know, you. It well, says, well, yeah, uh, like any of us. <laughs> and what it does is the doctor who's associated with it said, slowing down cl- calms the nervous system and increases children's capacity for self-reflection so they can begin to en- identify their emotional states yeah. and understands the mind of feeling. So I hope it works. I think it's, I mean, it's something, yeah, you know. When, yeah, when uh, Juliana is on as our guest, then we can ask her about the impact that she's seen uh, with the game because she stays on the, you know, she, she's right up in front with everything going on over there. So mental health. So it'll be interesting uh, to get her. Well, yeah. So I thought that I'd, I'd throw that out there for a little discussion. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's meet my friend, our friend, Catherine DiOrsi. She is a mindfulness guru, a guru through her own personal, uh, professional and personal experiences. She can give us more insight on how mindfulness and wellness can truly help us during this time. And she's had a a very interesting story, as I mentioned herself with um, her family and her own um, health. So she's in her car as well, because that's how she rolls. So Catherine, how are yeah, you, but, my friend? How yes, but her car is stopped. <laughs> right. That's right. She's not a walking ticket. Thank That's you for right. coming on, my friend. And uh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Catherine, you've told your story a million times, but for those who haven't heard it, tell us about your story and how it's translated to what you're doing today. Sure. So I have been in healthcare for about 30 years. I have my master's in physical therapy. I then went on to work for the pharmaceutical industry for 20 years. And uh, most recently, I became a health coach. So, you know, on the, I guess, the educational side and the professional side of my life, I was highly focused with um, the the science, medical doctors, kind of your physical body. And but then on my personal side, Um, I've had a lot happen, which truly has transformed my life and where I am today. So, you know, my dad came down with small cell lung cancer and he died in seven months, in eight months. Um, My brother, who Andy, you know, we've talked about numerous times. (laughs) He was addicted to opioids and alcohol for 20 years and he fatally overdosed in 2008. Um, My mother went downstairs after my father had died so here's a 74 year old woman going in the basement to let her dog out and she found my 43 year old brother blue and dead on the ground um so that was in 2008 and then from i would say 2008 to 2016 there was maybe a lull it was more just life you know i've married. I have two children. I was traveling a ton for the pharmaceutical industry, the biotech industry. And in 2016, um, a couple of key things happened. One, it started with my friend here in Rhode Island, 45 years old, completely healthy, having a little back pain. And ultimately, that progressed to her being diagnosed with triple hit lymphoma. And she died in seven months. And at the same time, in the middle of that, all of a sudden, my stomach started to hurt. So after three days of stomach pain, I thought it was my appendix. And so I drove myself to the emergency room. Um, You know, 
I guess part of my story is, you know, I put myself last all the time and for many, many years. And, you know, I think that's a great example of that. You know, I kept telling my husband, go to work. He's a physical therapist, see your patients. You know, I didn't want him to have to cancel on these patients. I was putting everyone else's needs before my own. And I drove myself to the ER. And when I was in there, they basically came to me and says, who in your family has Crohn's disease? And they were like, you have severe Crohn's disease. You need to be on these medications right now. And these were all the heavy duty medications that I actually had represented in the biotech industry for years. You know, the IV medications, yeah. the injectable medication, like the biologics, yeah. um, which, ha- which can do amazing things for people. But these mean you're going to be on this the rest of your life. And so this was really kind of a shock to my whole world. But so, go ahead. Yeah. So from there, um, I would say the last part of the journey is uh, I did have to go on these medications. So I was hospitalized for three nights. Once again, putting myself last, I actually took an Uber home. I told my husband, I said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Finish your day. I'm just, I just left. I left the hospital. I took an Uber. They took me to CVS. I filled my medication and I was on the couch before he came home. (laughs) Um, And so I went on uh, one of these infusible products uh, for a year. My insurance company spent $171,000 that year for my care. And at the end of the year, my doctor came to me and told me that it didn't work. It had no impact on my disease, on the inflammation of my body. Um, And I should say that the inflammation was so bad, they couldn't even get a pediatric scope through my intestines. When this was um, brought up, I had multiple ulcers, a fistula, an abscess. And the whole year, I I kept asking the doctor who I love. I love my doctor. He he was so up to date on all the medications. He knew everything about, you know, my condition. I went for a second opinion at an academic institution to like, you know, the top experts. But what I noticed was there was nothing else. Like I was just being given medication. And I kept asking, I'm like, what else is there? It's got to be something else. And they had nothing else for me. And I just along the way felt like this wasn't my path. Um, I would be on the IV and I'd be sitting there literally saying, this is ridiculous. I don't even know why I'm on this. I don't need this. This doesn't work. Like it just came out of me. This was like this innate feeling. And, And when it didn't work at the end of 2018, my choices were to go on a different medication or to increase the dose. But the drug that I was on was already impacting my liver. My liver enzymes were starting to go to increase. So at that point, I really paused. I I just walked away from that appointment and I started to do my own research. And my mother actually um, made a suggestion about, um, I'm totally blanking on his name. It'll come to me. Um, This physician who really for cardiovascular needs has this body, mind, spirit approach. And so I looked that up and that really resonated with me that way. 
And I had already gone to yoga in the past. Like I, I always loved yoga. I was drawn to that. And I had always worked out and I had always thought that I was eating pretty good, or at least I should say better than most. Um, but I started on this path and educating myself and I found a naturopathic physician. And I would say that was one of the key pieces that got me well, because we started to do testing, you know, on me as an individual to say, what foods are you sensitive to? What might you be allergic to? How are your stress hormones? How are your other vitamin minerals? Where are you depleted? And the reality was I was completely depleted. Like she, she said to me, she said, do you have stress in your life? And uh, I had no stress hormones. My cortisol and my pregnenolone was depleted. Mm-hmm. I had no good gut bacteria growing in my body and I had all bad bacteria growing. And my list of food sensitivities was through the roof. And, and, and prior to that, so back it up for a second, um, you know, after your brother died, so we met through, uh, through Kevin, you know, through Kevin Stevens yeah. and his sister, Kelly. Oh. And, and that's how we met. And, yeah. and so when you initially started this kind of this transformation, a lot of it happened to be because of, you know, your brother and kind of that, you know, your brother and his, you know, his overdose combined with your health, you, you, you went and you went to the um, state of Rhode Island and you actually got a grant to help you launch a kind of an initiative around this, which is kind of where the addiction aspect came in. Can you speak about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I was, it was actually my naturopathic physician who gave me a flyer one day and just said, here, there's this conference on I'm speaking at, she said, you might want to attend. And it was on non-opioid treatment options for pain. And the interesting thing, she didn't know that my brother had overdosed. She didn't know any of that side of my history. And so when I saw it, it really struck me. And I was like, wow, this is how David died. And so I did attend the conference. And that's when I really got to see what is going on in the state of Rhode Island with this crisis. What is the state doing, which was a ton. And I couldn't help but to start to wonder about the pharmaceutical industry and how I know that we operate, we work. And as much as everybody in this space certainly um, does not like them uh, for uh, less of a word, there's so much good that they do do. And the reality is I sat and looked at this this situation of the opioid crisis. And as I met with, I reached out to the thought leaders on the task force and we talked about it. And I thought about what we could do. And given my, the changes I've seen in my own health, I mean, I'm two and a half years off all medication. I just had an MRI last week. There's no evidence of disease in my body. And that's despite living in a pandemic and being unemployed for a year and a half. (laughs) So I still have a ton of stress. And I'm maintaining my health. And when I reflect on what my brother received and my father and my friend, they didn't have a holistic body, mind, spirit approach. So I felt like, wow, if we could just do what the drug industry does, I'm like, all we have to do is I'll create a nonprofit and we will do what they do, but we will complement 
what our medical doctors are doing with a body, mind, spirit, holistic approach. So we can help people get through pain, get to the root cause, and rather than just block it or ignore it with medication. So you would go to the doctor. So I have a question. Go ahead, Chris. Um, so, you know, we have all these treatment centers, right? And they all say they're holistic, right? Except the only holistic part of it, you know, is really like the meditation, getting connection with your, you know, your mind and your body with meditation and yoga. But the other stuff, it's not true holistic. If it's saying, well, you need Suboxone to, uh, you know, not make you take opiates to help you not take opiates or, you know what I mean? So, so what you're saying, if I, if I'm understanding is you are truly 100% holistic and this is working. Yeah. I mean, I have no evidence of disease in my body. It's out. I can tell you it's out and I will, it'll never be back. I was on an operating table two years ago. Again, I'm two years post-surgery, nothing. But what I will say to that point, because as somebody who has lost somebody, when I hear that approach, Mm. yeah, it it strikes me a little bit like to what you're saying, but I think everybody is in a different place. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different needs. You know, there's, this is a huge multifactorial issue. But what I have been focused on and what I created, I want to get way upstream. Mm-hmm. I want to prevent addiction in the first place. And there is a whole ton of people who presently today are not well. And this was before COVID. I mean, this yeah. every, all this work that was done was pre-COVID. So now you pile on everything yeah. that's happened in 2020 people are on the cut. They are just, they're going to break, you know, and what I've learned with they're myself, starting to break Catherine. They are. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and, they're starting and, to break. And what I guess I have reflected on in my life is I actually lived a life for 30 years with chronic stress. And even though I was exercising and even though I thought I was eating, you know, healthy foods guess what? It You can't just focus on this one aspect of yourself. That's we are so picture. much, it's the whole picture, but two, the biggest reason. So it's like for 30 years, all these things in my life, the way I was living my life was layering inflammation, was layering blockages. And, and I believe when my friend got sick, I was so emotionally mm. attached to this, like, I was like, no, 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 no. She can't die. Nope. Her kids are my kids' best friends. This is not happening. They're nine and 11. Like I was on a mission to not let her die. And so I was so emotionally attached. Well, I had had already so much stress. It broke me open. I I know it broke me open, but I truly believe I had to go through this process. I had to be in the healthcare system as a patient to see what is being offered to people, to see what's not being offered. Because I think it's the what's not being discussed and not being offered is actually a huge missing piece. And so that's 
what we did is we said Integrative Healthcare Solutions is now this nonprofit agency. And so we partnered with the medical doctors. And that's where the grant came in. I partnered with a primary care office. And Tom Kaderi and, and Tom Kaderi from the state of Rhode Island. Right. He, he was the one that when I offered up this solution, because he turned to me, he heard my story and he said, Catherine, what do you think we could do? And I just said, I kind of have this crazy idea, but all we have to do is, is what the drug companies do, but right. we do it for wellness. And this is a guy who works right under Gina Raimondo. Who well, right now he he's was. under SAMHSA. So he was the previous um, governor's assistant for Gina Raimondo. And now he's the New England representative for SAMHSA. Oh, okay. And, and he believed in so much in Catherine's program um, that Catherine, so she gave Catherine, he gave Catherine a grant and Catherine, you, um, I'm stealing your thunder, but you worked with Brown University to create. Well, he's, he, um, I received a grant from BHDDH and this was a print they had uh, last year, they had prevention coalition grants in each of the communities. So when the opportunity came, um, I thankfully found a nice team of people to help me. And so we submitted the grant and we were fortunate enough to be one of the nine recipients. And I received one of the highest grants. So I had a $50,000 grant for a six month opportunity to see if I can get into a healthcare system and complement their program. And I actually had a referral program. So we got in and we work with the Rhode Island Primary Care Corporation and they're one of the top ACOs in Rhode Island. We partnered with them and their nurse practitioners. And so we utilize the nurse, um, the nurse case managers, I should say. We utilize the nurse case manager in the office. And that was really like my main liaison. We did education. I did about 12 educational programs. I brought in, you know, Reiki practitioners, the naturopathic physicians, uh, physical therapists that do dry needling, all different non prescription community members and practitioners to come in and educate the primary care doctors about how we could help people get through their pain in a different way. That's not just medicine. And then once we did that education, then we had a referral program and they referred their patients over to me because given I'm a certified health coach and my strong clinical background, I started to work with these patients one-on-one to understand where they're at, to find out what they would be willing to try. And so we did a ton of educational programs for them. And then on top of that, we provided them the opportunities of relaxation. I mean, we're so fortunate in New England, but specifically Rhode Island, to have a facility of Rafa Yoga Urban Sweat, which is an active relaxation center. Let's talk about and that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's an important piece, Catherine, too. I mean, I'm identifying all over the place crazy with you because I have a daughter-in-law who had ulcerative uh, colitis, and they went through all the infusions and everything else. And uh, long story short, she had 10 surgeries over 12 months. We almost lost her twice. Uh, yeah. uh, she now has a J-pouch. A J pouch. Yeah. They had to uh, uh, create a new internal rectum. The whole bit, and there was never a mention about anything holistic whatsoever. And she was going to the top doctors in Massachusetts, you know, yeah. for the surgeries and stuff. But I mean, you know, the autoimmune stuff is just crazy, crazy stuff. So, right. so fast forward, mm. the grant ends. Mm. And yeah. You decide 
um, you know, this is such a passion for you. You decide, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to take kind of what I've learned and start to develop a new program, um, which is what you've done. So tell us about the new program and what you're doing and how, you know, because people say nutrition and exercise is what the 13th step guys, is that? Yeah. I mean, nutrition is, you know, nutrition is vital. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, and you never see it in any of the right. detoxes. It's never, no, no. Detoxes, you know, it's and meditation you up with pasta. Yeah. Yeah. And the meditation no. group they used to do in a detox where I worked was right after dinner time, right after they got meds. And it's like, yeah. you know, and I'd be going, why are you doing it at this point? Well, we want them to know how to do meditation. It's like, well, they're basically sleeping now. And it's like, if you think sleeping is meditation, it really isn't, but yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, you know, with aware, um, we have nutritionists, like that's part of your care team. That's not an option. That's, nice. you know, they recognize and it's, it's so vital. I mean, we talk about mind, body and soul, right? Well, um, your body is, is your, it's your, it's your, it's everything. And if you, it's your temple, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's your temple, you know, and it's, it's so important. And, you know, I mean, I'm listening to your story and I'm like, God, this is like, this is so basic. Like it is, it's not complex. You're, you're right. You're, you are you know? absolutely and it's, right. <laughs> it's so basic. And we, and I think like with the way that the world is so progressed that we, we forget about going back to, you know, you only need A, B, and C. You don't need the rest of the alphabet to, to get there. Like, yeah. We, we put hormones in our chicken, right? We give yeah. hormones to our chickens and our kids eat chickens and they excuse it. But yeah. all the girls that eat chicken, like I we don't eat a lot of red meat. All the girls that eat chicken in my family have big boobs. Well, they have big boobs because there's so many hormones in the chicken and it's a direct effect. And it's like, you know, I mean, if we eliminated a lot of this stuff that we don't need, it would be so much easier. So I but mean, people I haven't story. been educated. People haven't been right. We haven't been taught this. And what I find and what I have learned is, unfortunately, it sometimes takes a crisis, right, for people to go through things. And I was somebody who I honestly consider myself healthy. So and happy and healthy. But I kept a lot in. And I kept going and my mind was always going. My mind was always racing and never slowed down. I was doing, I was constantly on the go yeah. and I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And, but all that goes somewhere in your body. And there are silent chemical reactions going on in your body every day when you live like that. So when I created integrative healthcare solutions, I always knew, I said, all of these components, they really go across so many different diseases. And even if you haven't been diagnosed with a disease or a condition, if you're just lack of energy, terrible sleep, you're not happy, you're blah, well, that's the start of something brewing. Uh-huh. And so so I always knew that I was going to do, do even more and expand this mission across to the general community. But I felt like, all right, let's just start in the addiction space because it's so needed. Let's try to get prevention and start to work higher up the, the ground. So when the grant ended, 
that kind of quieted down. But again, I was being pulled to say, let's expand this mission. So that brought me to today, which I've created another organization, which is for profit. It's called Be Well. And uh, my website is www. It's Mike's time got to it be- up right now. Mike's oh, on the great. screen now. <laughs> awesome. That's, That's awesome. That's how we help you, Catherine. It's all awesome. All love. But my, my mission love. with this is I don't want people to wait. And people don't even know what well-being is. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to start it. We don't know how to stay on the road. I mean, life is hard. Right. We all really, I believe, ha- are going through so many of the same things. We just have different stories. You know, my story is different than yours, Andy. But guess what? We're both dealing with fear and anxiety and worry and stomach issues or right. It's the same stuff. Right. And so why I created this. Really we live so in a fear based world. Yeah. Right? And and the fear and the anxiety certainly in 2020 has been heightened. And when I think about it and I take a step back, I say, think about, think about this for a minute. So there is presently something that is invisible. We cannot see it and we don't understand it. Right. That's obviously COVID. And as a result, we're anxious about it. We're fearful. We're so much fear. We're so worried. But if we actually think about something else, there is actually something else that is invisible that we do not fully understand. And it is the exact opposite of fear. It is love. And coming into your spirit and something greater than yourself, you know, I am connected to, I call it God or the universe or the source. And some people may not believe, so I'm not trying to push on anybody, but this higher is, power. we work. Let's call it your higher power. Yeah, My sons refer power. to it as the force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever right? it is. Right? But, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's sitting here amongst the virus. It's invisible. We don't understand it. It's love. We've got to we've got to stop focusing on this other one that's fear and we got to slow down. We got to hit the pause button and we have got to tune in, you know, plug our plug our wall lamp into the source because we're not illuminated. When you we are full of fear, when we are eating foods that don't serve our health and well-being, when we are thinking thoughts of anger, hate, fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, any of those things, not only it's, you know, we're an energetic system back to like, we are a body, we're a mind and a spirit. The spirit is our energetic side. And so anything that is not in the, the love, joy, happiness side, you're living every single day on this other side, you're depleting your system. But every (laughs) day, can't be bliss at the same time. Right, but you've got to do things. You're right. You can't live in a bubble and say, oh my God, because Andy, you know, I mean, I've been applying for many jobs and despite being successful for 20 years, I haven't been getting any of these jobs and I'm the breadwinner of my family. So this is a big deal that I haven't had a job. So it hasn't been blissful all this year, right? And my daughter- it's the process of how you're- Handling the adversity that's coming your way. It's what am I doing on a daily basis? It's like the lemon and the lemonades. 
Yeah, right. but, they but I always tell them. like I always tell my families and I tell the kids that I work with, right? You know, what do you have control over? What exactly do you have control over? Why are we worrying about these things right now that we have absolutely no control over? We have no control over the news, but we do have control over whether we watch it or not. Our reaction. And if to we those. don't watch it, then we don't yeah. have that anxiety. And exactly, right? So so I have control over what I put in my into my mouth. So if I sit down and I eat a box of, you know, Ring dings, I'm going to feel like crap <laughs> yeah. in about two hours and beat myself up about it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is, it's a mind over matter. And, you know, it's interesting when I was 21, when I was nine, when I was 20, I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in my, my, in the emergency room and, you know, he said, you know, you have malignant, you have a malignant tumor in your throat. And I was like, I'm, I'm 20. I'm about to be 21. I can't have cancer. People my age don't have cancer. And he's like, no, 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 you, you do. And you need to, you know, and I was living on Nantucket and I was like, all right, so now what, what do we do? Do we just go cut it out? What do we do? You know, I was really young and I, I was very open to listening to what my endocrinologist had to say. And what my endocrinologist had to say, he said, you know, you have cancer. You will always have cancer. It will always be in your body from this day forward. You have a choice to take care of yourself. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you know, I think I maybe had just turned 21. I don't even know. But he said, stress will feed your cancer. And at 21, I was like, yeah, whatever. I was about to be married, you know, uh, stress. Who has stress at 20, you know, 21 years old? Um, I didn't. And later in life, I had a scare and they said, you know, we think, you're, we think your cancer came back. And have you been, you know, are, are you under stress? Well, I had just had a miscarriage. My husband at the time had cheated on me. I was, I had two young babies. I was like, yes, I'm very stressed. And he was like, well, you need to be really careful. And, you know, I took control of myself at that point And I said, okay, I'm not going to have cancer again. I can't, I have two kids. I got a shithead husband, ex-husband soon to be, I have to take, I have to take my life back. And I didn't have cancer again, but like you're saying through this whole thing, you know, it's, it's mindfulness. That's where it has to start yeah. it's up here. 100%. And, and the problem is, our lives are so busy. There's so much going on and we are on the hamster wheel. And it is only when something tragic happens that finally wakes us up. So my mission is, I mean, I had two women, you know, two women in their forties. One of them comes down with cancer and I witnessed my friend go down to skin and bones and die in seven months. And then here's me sick. I got to roll myself back up the hill. My question is, why are we, as people, waiting to have to roll ourselves back up the hill? Until we hit we, the wall. Yeah. Why, we, why we might wait? not be that lucky, number one. And so why? And it's just because we're not aware. We are completely unconscious. We haven't been educated. So that's why I've created Be Well. So because talk about... Oh, I'm sorry. So for people, Andy, go ahead. No, I, wanted, uh, I think you should talk about your program with um, yeah. A Wish Come True and kind of what you're doing for people 
to show it doesn't matter how much money you have or you know financial situations this is available to everybody yeah absolutely so, so speak, be well speak the, yeah speak to the program so um in the middle of covid um i received an email from a wish come true which is a local nonprofit here in rhode island they're the oldest wish granting organization in rhode island and massachusetts they've been around for 38 years and they've served about 1650 children to date and so i've been a wish granter for them since 2015 which means I go out to a home and these children all have either rare or life-threatening illnesses. And so back in the day, it used to kind of be their last wish. And thankfully that's not what it is today. You know, many of these children are living with their conditions for a very long time. And so I'd go out kind of to find out, you know, what do they want to do? Whether it's go down to Disney world or a shopping spree, it's really something the organization was doing to give the family some fun and some hope and to take them out of their day to day. But now where the organization is headed is they realize they want to do more. They felt like that felt very transactional. And once the wish was done, that was kind of it. So now they've been wanting to really have a relationship, a long-term relationship with not just the child, but the siblings mm -hmm. because the siblings and this, they often get left behind, not focused on. Um, and then on the parents themselves. So they have different things they do. So I reached out to the executive director in the middle of COVID. And I just, I know what I've witnessed being a wish grantor. And I will tell you every time I leave, I am so grateful, number one, for all that I have. But number two, I just, my level of perception of, of perspective about what people are going through is just widened every time I do a wish. And so, and I just am like, how can we help these people? Oh my gosh, you need help. So I called Mary Kate and said, Mary Kate, I can't imagine what these families are going through. They're all immunocompromised, all their kids. They all must be so stressed out and worried. You know, some of them have second, a couple of children with life-threatening or rare disease. Some of them have spouses with illnesses. And then the financial component, right? So um, I said, I am doing wellness things and I want to help people kind of get on the road to wellness and I want to help them stay on the road to wellness. And so we started to collaborate on what this could look like. And ultimately we created what's called the Parents Be Well program. And it's a, oh. it's a six week wellness support program. So what it is, is every Thursday night for two and a half hours, uh, a few of us meet at Rafa Yoga and Urban Sweat because we felt like given the impact it's had in my life and this facility, it was the perfect collaboration with Christine Rafa. So every Thursday night uh, for the first 30 minutes, the women come in. Uh, this first group is uh, women and moms and they come in and we talk about you know, what's going on in the week. How did it go? What didn't work? What got in your way? You know? They just talk and get to know one each other. Yeah. And then after that, we had one hour of education that I would provide. You know, we talked about the role of food and how food and food matters in your life. What well-being is, uh, self-care tips, letting go. That was for one hour. We just talked about that topic of letting go. Uh, our immune system, stress, sleep, support. So we have a whole bunch of topics. And then after the education, 
I then went in and taught them. Um, they participated in a yoga class. So I think, Chris, it was you or maybe, Willie, one of you mentioned the central nervous system. It is so critical that we start to slow down our nervous systems because the mind tells the body what to do. And this class called somatic movement, the whole purpose is to completely slow down the central nervous system and to insert the pause into our life. Cause we're never pausing. Even when we're in their receiving education, they're still doing, they're listening, they're writing notes, they're asking questions, they're still doing. We as a society need to stop doing. We need to hit the pause button because our body is continually spitting out, you know, chemical reactions and processes and thoughts and emotions. And so by sub submitting this pause, that's where the brain can say, wait a minute, I can slow down. I can stop for a minute. I don't have to send out the fear and the anxiety and the tenseness and all of that. And so we've been doing this for six weeks. The first group just graduated. And we also have an online support group system um, that is not on Facebook, kind of wanted to have a separate place where people could just really focus on their health and well-being and not end up buying like lip gloss, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I end up doing. Um, Before a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In six weeks, the difference this program has made in their lives is absolutely amazing and these women they are making time for this every week in their schedule you know and for example one of the moms um you know we talk about covid so much as a community but there's actually another virus out there not to freak people out but there's something called afm acute flaccid myelitis it has been in the news um and my mother had told me about it and, and then sure enough one of the moms in the group, her son, two years ago at the age of five, was completely fine running around in the soccer fields, came down with a little cold, a little virus. She took him to the emergency room. He was diagnosed with, you know, um, inconclusive meningitis. And in 24 hours, he was paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. Yeah. And what this mom has been dealing with, you know, I am a mom and I couldn't imagine that was my child. Yeah. And to have her whole life change and to wonder why. But for her, this program has come at a time, you know, she has been reliving this and it's spi AFM spikes every other year. And of course, 2020 is the year for it to spike. So the amount of fear and worry and anger that she has been living with and all these other things has been, you know, through the roof. And so I'm so grateful that we created this program and that we have given people a space to come because we need to support each other. Life is insane for so many different reasons. And so what I have realized is the structure of the program has been fantastic. Like we do need that little support time to connect and just talk and get to know each other more because what those parents have realized is they're not alone. They have met five women who 
may not have the same story, but they know what they're going through. And each one of them has very crazy, amazing stories like I just shared. So the support piece is huge. The educational piece is huge. The act of relaxation. These women need to relax. We need to focus on our own selves and we actually need to feel what relaxation feels like. So, and then lastly, the online support that we, I send resources through the week and there we're all kind of motivating and inspiring and cheering each other along to stay on the road to wellness because every day they're getting hit with different things and that can pull us down and off the road. But by having this network now, we're able to continue and help each other through and it's, it's really making a difference. So that's what be well is here to do. And that address, because I want to, I want to hear from Willie and Chris in the sense that from an addiction and mental health standpoint, and, and you yourself, a lot of times people say, you know, the, why do people use substances? Well, because it's a way to cope. It's a coping mechanism, right? Would you say that? So when, yeah, I mean, the, the, the partying aspect, I mean, you, you, you get to a point where you use so you don't get sick, but also you use because you don't want to feel anything. You just want to numb out to everything. Or you want to fit in. You use because you want to fit in. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's numbing everything out, but also they, it makes them feel normal. So this is really a pro proactive way. I mean, Catherine and I have spoken a lot about stress being the silent killer. I mean, and it, 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 really, yeah. it really is the, si the silent killer. Now, I've seen this, uh, her program in, in place. I mean, Rafa Yoga is an awesome facility, but um, you also got a uh, digital credit union is involved in this program as well. If I. Yeah. So they, um, it was a wish come true that submitted for grants for this program. And so thankfully digital credit, digital, digital federal credit union has the ones that has really started us, allowed us to pilot this. And wow. so the pilot has been tremendous. And so, yes, we will be applying for grants to see if we continue this, but this is really the premise too of the other things that we can do out there. I think this wellness piece, this body, mind, spirit, but also it's really about people changing their lifestyles mm -hmm. to support their health and happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Where can people, uh, if they want, if somebody wants to um, have, have a program, you know, talk to you about it. I don't know if you're expanding the program, but if somebody wants to, to learn more, where can they go? They can go to my website, uh, www.itstimetobewell.com. They can contact me there or my email is Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at bewellri.com. Cool. Well, thank you, friend. Thank you so much. I hope it helps. I, um, I think... Can you make sure you send me her information because my wheels are spinning as to how oh, literally your wheels literally your wheels are spinning. You know you passed and, your exit about a mile ago, right? <laughs> and just yeah. for those of you see like I don't you know, Willie and Chris, just another thing that I also have from the integrative healthcare solutions side that I can share as resources. One of you mentioned, you know, this stuff is not in the doctor's offices. So I have created posters cool. that, that I've actually put in some doctor's offices here. I'm getting ready to put some Be Well ones in my gastroenterologist's office. But I have these posters sitting here 
So if there are any offices, <laughs> recovery places that could use them, I would, I'll share them on email. And if you like them, I'm happy to send them like, cool. you've got to get this incorporated into all of these avenues so that everyone can be well. Sure. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Have a good right. day. You too. Thank you, Catherine. So that Bye. the great Catherine Diorsi, that's our show for the week. Thank you to Mike Weber at Mission Control back at Foxborough Cable Access Television. And of course, Willie Drinkwater and Kristen Perry Long on assignment. And uh, we got to see it behind the scenes. So please like us on Facebook, The Map 2020, Facebook forward slash The Map 2020. And uh, we will see you next week. And uh, that's our show. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, you guys.